What's the, what's the new baby's Ludwig? What's his name? Ludwig. Ludwig van No, seriously, what's his name? My kid? Yes. Lowen? Lowen? Yeah. Okay. I knew it started with an L. So, no, Lowen has the long, dark hair. <laughs> yeah. Those are my boas. And <laughs> it was swiped across his forehead. Yes. And I said, oh, emo baby. Instead of crying, he just goes, where are you? Aw, <laughs> oh, I wish my lawn were emo so it would cut itself. <laughs> what the fuck? What? That's a, your first time? <laughs> wow. Train tracks. Jeez. Fucking emo kids. Hi, emo people. Welcome to our say, podcast. I hope you're not recording yet. Google how many emo people are in the Philippines, Tony. <laughs> One. This Duterte hasn't found it yet. Yes, I said it. Are you kidding me? They're all emo. <laughs> Where are you? Did this happen to me? I didn't do that. I have no idea why that. This isn't a phase, Mom. It's a lifestyle. This is who I am now. (laughs) Uh. Wiki wiki wham. Wiki wiki wild wild. (laughs) No. That sounded like wild wild west, and that's (laughs) not going to happen here. We do not celebrate that fucking movie. Oh, he didn't direct that. Did he? No, that was Barry Sonnenfeld. Mm. He plays the giant mm. Spider-Man at the end. <laughs> yeah, he does. Barry Seinfeld is that Jerry's older brother with a deeper voice? You nah. never, you never come visit. You never write. Where are you? What is with this movie? <laughs> well, we're not related, Jerry. It's Sonnenfeld. It's not <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> it was Jewish. It was close enough. <laughs> oh. Hence my voice. I figured I'd get as close to Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. Harvey. Oh, I guess I am kind of keeping it a little close while Harvey's a little more wide open and flat mouthed. Flat mouthed. Harvey wow. Firestein. Harvey Firestein. Oh, we'll do the whole episode. Matchmaker, make me a match. We should do the whole episode as Harvey Firestein, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> oh, no. How are you today? <laughs> I'm quite well. Wows. As long as you don't use the word clitoris. My we'll clitoris! <laughs> Is it I don't like clitorises myself. I'm <laughs> Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Why did your Harvey Firestein go like half Gilbert is, is Godfrey? He more of a starfish guy. I'm a man of limited range, Tony. <laughs> Everything's got a little bit of walking in it, is it? Wow. <laughs> it's all coming up walking. Good morning, everybody. What? Good morning. What? Oh, what? Crap. Am I drinking again? It is oh my gosh. Seven at night. I am sitting over here sipping a cup of Coffee Dudes Coffee. CoffeeDudesCoffee.com. Coffee Dudes Coffee. That's water. Are you saying something? <laughs> God. Hey, I was trying to promote your product. Get out of my vodka. It's like making love in a canoe. It's fucking close to water. Wow. What? This coffee is like making love in a canoe. It's fucking close to water. You'll get mm. it. It's a very cerebral joke. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that one. You're fucking in a canoe and it's close to water. Do you mm-hmm. get? Do, do you want me to explain it further? Explaining jokes is well, fun. That way, have, everyone can enjoy. You know what it. happens when? Do you know what it's like when you have sex Bacteria. while you're camping? No, it's in a tent. fucking intense. I thought you were Aww. gonna. I thought you were gonna say any second she's gonna flip over. Never mind. 
What? <laughs> fucking it's in a, a choose your own joke Get adventure. It. It's like fucking in a canoe. Any second she's gonna flip over. <laughs> that's a kayak. No, that's a canoe. You can't fit two people in a kayak. Have you banged you in a kayak? Have a you banged in a kayak? Two person. Oh, you couldn't afford a canoe. No canoodling for you. I have you. a raft made out of <laughs> two by fours. <laughs> couple, a couple of those uh, flat. What are they called? Uh, the yes. flat things. Pontoons. No, <laughs> yeah, a couple pontoons. Couple pontoons. She sailed all the way no, across the, flat the Ohio things River. That they deliver like bricks and stuff on a pallet. Thank you, a pallet. <laughs> we were getting there. Sorry, getting I'm there. not fucking Bob Vila. Jesus. According to her. Girlfriend, it was a soft palate. What? No. What? Sorry. Can we restart? There's nobody in this room that has a girlfriend. Oh, you're. Oh my <laughs> God. <You're> fiance. <clears throat> hey, let's get to the movie news. Welcome to Popcorn Tribunal. I'm Tony. I'm. That's Tyler. Tyler. Hello. And that's, I'm not Tony's fiance. That's producer Chris, who's on one today. Just a word of warning. <laughs> Enjoy that popcorn. What did you do? What did you do? This popcorn tastes like it has jizz all over it. Why is it so sticky on the bottom? There's a hole. That was an Adam Sandler reference. I know that. From what hit film was it from? No, it's from the CD, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. They're all gonna laugh at you. This popcorn tastes like fucking jizz. The least funny track on that album, by the way. My favorite one is the Biblia. Juan es muy guapo. Hola, me llamo Juan. Donde está la biblioteca? This popcorn Ay. tastes like somebody fucking cheesed on it. <laughs> he starts getting beat up. He's like, oh, ayúdame, ayúdame. It's pretty funny. That means help me in Spanish. <laughs> I guess you had to be Well, there. it wasn't in Canadian, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, real hey? good there. Real good there. Hey, You know so... how I know it didn't end with a donut. Oh, That's Jesus. racist. I'm so sorry. All right, so let's start the movie news. Tonight, let's talk movie a little bit about news. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins has come out. Why do I sound so like Texas? Patty, Patty, Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. I don't know, but you better fix it. All right, so um, someone interviewed her about collaborating with Lucasfilm on her Star Wars movie. She has since been fired <laughs> and replaced. <laughs> no. That is not true. Give it time. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so <laughs> just last the... month, Lucasfilm tapped Matthew Robinson as her co-writer. The writer the of Love and Monsters. <laughs> the writer of Love and Monsters, the forthcoming Little Shop of Horrors, and the award-winning hit Dora and the Lost City of Gold. What a what a magnificent film. Yeah. Is that a story about the Bush administration? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> uh, so yeah. the Hollywood Reporter reports that they are finishing up the script, putting together a crew. She's also teased that working with Lucasfilm is a whole other way of working. What does that mean? Um, well, Topless. let's talk about that. Kathleen Kennedy sleeps. She's quoted as saying, it's going now. amazing. I'd been on it already for six months before I even announced it, so we're pretty deep into it. Finishing is this, is this full of sex jokes, too? Crewing up, and it's all going wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this horrible English there. It would be, it's all going wonderfully. Ooh, I'm so excited about Patty the story James. and excited that we're the next chapter of Star Wars, which is such a responsibility and such an opportunity to really start some new things. It's really exciting in that way. So this is for Star Wars Rogue Squadron. What a generic interview. <clears throat> she said that the <laughs> announcement has a personal connection because her father was an Air Force pilot. So that makes him similar to a Starfighter pilot. 
He never flew an X-Wing, so I'm calling shenanigans. She also added that um, she is fairly free to do the story that she wants to do. <laughs> she she said uh, at gunpoint. As, as <laughs> the, that sounds the phrase very fairly written on free, paper. And... Fairly free really has a lot of wiggle room there. So you have to read. <clears throat> you want your fucking paycheck? Read it. Read the cards we gave you, and no one gets exactly. hurt. We have your father, who was a fighter pilot, in the <laughs> trunk of our car. So Rogue Squadron does mark a creative pivot for the Star Wars franchise pivot. in their attempt to let people forget about episodes one, two, and three. I was going to say, like, you're not going <clears> to <throat> switch and hate the sequels on me, are you? So after the conclusion of the Skywalker saga in 2019, Disney and Lucasfilm are focusing on standalone films, including... And television series. Jenkins-directed uh, effort, Taika Waititi's mm-hmm. um, movie forthcoming, which he says he has no idea on the time frame because he's been concentrating on uh, Thor. That's what I thought. And um, so another one produced by Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Johnson has a trilogy. Has a trilogy in the works, but it's been put on the back burner for Knives Out sequels. For multiple Knives Out sequels. Correct. Yes. Um, <clears throat> in an interesting twist, Ooh. Wonder Woman three has been announced. Yeah. Remember the last one? What yeah. a hit! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot are also working on the Cleopatra movie. Why? <laughs> because Gal Gadot. Looks like Cleopatra. I don't okay. know. That's so, anyways, uh, that there was like some. A film. There was some. <laughs> uh, there was some uproar about the announcement of Gal Gadot as Cleopatra because she's not Egyptian. She's not dark enough to play an Egyptian. But she's going to be in Death on the Nile. That's, why it's That's called acting. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's no Liz <clears throat> Taylor. So, um, rest in peace, Richard Donner, the I legendary know. director. From the hit film Scrooged. <laughs> of uh, such TV stuff as The Man from Uncle, Gilligan's Twilight Island, Zone. Perry Mason, Get Smart. Twilight In Zone. 63 and 64, he did direct six episodes of The Twilight Zone. Woohoo! Um, including the landmark tale Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. There's a gremlin on the wing of the plane. In which a man is convinced he can see a creature destroying the plane he's flying on. Can we have Gilbert Gottfried as Cleopatra? No. Damn it. No. <laughs> Um, in 1961, he began his film career with the aviation film X-15, mm. uh, Salt and Pepper with Sammy Davis Jr. shortly after, mm-hmm. Lola with Charles Bronson, uh, but his career kicked off in earnest in 1976 with ah. The Omen. Mm-hmm. Ironically, 45 years ago, because that was the year I was born. Fun fact about <clears throat> The Omen, my brother was born on 6-6 of 06, the day The Omen remake came out. Cameron was born on 6606. At 1313. That explains so much, man. (laughs) My mom had to call a priest, and he's like, I don't know, lady. That's funny. (laughs) Um, So one of the most popular films by Donner, though, is Superman, the movie, (laughs) starring Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder Mm -hmm. uh, with Marlon Brando, who made way too much for that movie. Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Ned Beatty, R.I.P. Yes. Otisburg. Otisburg. <laughs> um, so, yeah, rest in peace, Richard Donner. Um, Lethal Weapon, The Goonies. Yeah. What else? Um, 
recently released in 2006. Oh, he said he was going to do one more Lethal Weapon, and he never got to. Never did. If only there was a TV show that had a couple in the can that are currently blocked (laughs) by Hulu. Wait, didn't they change the lead actor in that show like three times? No, no, No. not the Lethal Weapon show. It's Always Sunny made two Lethal Weapon sequels where... Uh, Dennis and uh, Mac switch the parts of Murtaugh and Riggs. And both for Sometimes oh, in blackface, gotcha. sometimes in not. <laughs> Did he really have to work take, in the shower scene? He had, to, he had to take Caitlin Olsen to the hospital while she was in full blackface. Or <laughs> yeah. he, I think they were both in full blackface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hers is the best. <laughs> okay, in other news, a relevant movie, Quotey Fingers star, Quotey Fingers. Stephen Dorff, Decided today, oh boy, and this past week to blast Marvel films and say that he's embarrassed for Black Widow star scholar Johansson. Seems like a good career move. Yeah, right. So he did not hold back in a recent interview where he skewered modern superhero movies. In response, Marvel said, "Who are you?" And then, ironically, decided to target specifically Black Widow. Hope his investments are sound. <laughs> Although he did play Deacon Frost in nineteen ninety-eight, Blade. Blade. <laughs> do, you t- do you want to tell the, talk the news or? I just like to finish your okay. sandwiches, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah, yes, yeah, a Marvel property. The 47-year-old actor Dorf <laughs> told the UK's Independent in a story published Monday that current superhero Blade films <laughs> are what is wrong with the business. This is this is the greatest quote ever. I can't wait. I still hunt out the good shit because I don't want to be in Black Widow. The true detective actor told the newspaper. True detective. It's pretty bad when your entire career comes down to the true detective actor. <laughs> it looks like garbage Aww. to me. It looks like a bad video game. Has I'm he seen the finale of Blade? People. I'm embarrassed for Scarlet with two T's. I'm sure she got paid five, seven million bucks, but I'm embarrassed for her. I never got to see Ghost in the Shell, but I don't want to be in these Starring movies. some honky. I really don't. I'll find that kid director that's going to be the next Kubrick, and he'll be like, who the, who the fuck are you? Some 50-year-old washed-up actor that was in, like, uh... The Gate? The Gate. <laughs> um, and I'll act for him instead. Dorf, who most recently starred in the MMA-centered film Embattled, which went straight to streaming services what a and hit. is already for rent for 99 cents on YouTube, Woo-hoo! also <laughs> unloaded on this year's Academy Awards ceremony. Oh, God. This guy really doesn't want to act ever again, does he? I hate working. Don't hire me. This is like the guy who decided to have a Twitter battle with... Uh, James Gunn. With James Gunn. <laughs> this year's Oscar were the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. My business is becoming a big game show. What is your business? Waiting tables? Um, you have actors that don't have a clue what they're doing. Hey, he has a Prius commercial audition coming fi- up. God damn it. <laughs> you have filmmakers that don't have a clue what they're doing. We're all in these little boxes on these streamers. He's high as he fuck right like now. He's 85. <laughs> We're all in these little boxes on these streamers. It's a series of two. It's one big clusterfuck of content now. You're not um, wrong. Now, he did say Dorf is hardly the first within Hollywood to criticize Marvel and DC films and question the picture's artistic integrity. Mm. Last month, Irrelevant, Incredible Hulk TV series star Lou Ferrigno took a shot at MCU and DCU when he tweeted, Can't think of another superhero that isn't in costume or CGI. Worked damn hard on my diet and exercise for the Hulk. Wasn't going to let anyone down. Of course, Lou Ferrigno failed to mention that one of the bulkiest muscular men in the world... The Rock is currently filming a (laughs) DC Films superhero movie called Black Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then prior to that, of course, Martin Scorsese. Did you already kill that beer? He's a thirsty boy. You are a thirsty man. Um, Martin Scorsese said Marvel films aren't cinema. They're roller coasters. Theme park rides. So that's an interesting bit of news about Stephen Dorff. For those of you who don't know who he is, and I'm sure there are a lot of Most you, of you. There's a website called imdb.com. Mm-hmm. You can find his four film credits. Wait, dot com? <laughs> dot com. com. I had to do that for you. It's pretty terrible. I'm going to throw some fun news. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm going to throw some fun news in here before I read the last story. Fun so, news. Woo! Um, <laughs> I stumbled upon the Fast and Furious movie names. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. the country of Japan. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Okay, so the first one, the Fast and the Furious, Mm -hmm. is called Wild Speed. (laughs) The second one, Too Fast, Too Furious, is called Wild Speed Times Two. (laughs) Oh, they put times two? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's twice as bad. Tokyo Drift is called Wild Speed Times Three, Tokyo Drift. They left wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait no, a minute. Wait, no, no, it gets Tokyo better. Tokyo is a Japanese it gets, city. It gets better. Why? That's why they included it in the title, I'm sure of it. Why? Mm. Fast and Furious from 2009. Uh-huh. Wild Speed Max. Oh, that, that's my favorite. Fast Five 2011. <laughs> Wild Speed Mega Max. That's my new Mega, favorite. Mega Max. It's like we're a not, 90s sports drink <laughs> ad. We're not too extreme yet. Extreme. So. It's coming. 2013, Fast mm-hmm. and Furious 6, Wild Speed Euro Mission. Uh, that's way <laughs> better. Starring Seth Green. Um, <laughs> oh. 2015's Furious 7, Wild Speed Sky Mission. <laughs> 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 Wait, this gets better. Do you remember the the submarine and the ice? Do I ever? The Fate of the Furious in 2017, Wild Speed Ice Break. <laughs> That's so much better than the Fate of the Furious. <laughs> All right, get this. Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw in 2019. Wild Speed Super Combo. <laughs> and then finally, we recently released Fast 9. Wild Speed Jet Break. <laughs> jet Break. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. So. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So. See, one I would watch Wild Speed. What was it? Mega. Mega Force? <laughs> Mega Max. Mega Max. <laughs> oh, the, the combo. Uh, super Combo. Maybe that's Vin Diesel's name in the movie. Super Ultra Mega. Okay. Mega Max. Combo. So, District Light 9, charts. Chappie. Um, I am Chappie. Right, all Neil Blomkamp pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, he also pieces. owns a small studio. Also, that not Alien 4, 5, not Alien me, 5, and not Robocop 2. Let me finish. Okay. Um, so I'm a big fan of Blomkamp. I like his I style. I am too. We uh, are the two people on earth that like Chappie a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was intrigued to read that there is IFC Midnight is producing a Neil Blomkamp That's right. horror movie. Horror. It's called um, Mega Force 5. <laughs> Wait, do they have the name? No, Speed Force 5. Mega Max. Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, they do. Where is it? Demonic. It's called Demonic. Okay. I've seen a trailer for this. <clears throat> so, have you? I haven't seen the trailer. No, it was yet. at the indie theater when I saw Censor. So, the cast for the film reunites Blomkamp with Elysium and Raka star Carly Pope, who stars alongside Chris William Martin, Michael Rogers, and Terry Chen. Now, interesting thing about Neil Blomkamp is he hasn't always used big stars except for Matt, D- Matt Damon Matt and Jodie Foster in Elysium. Yes. And that movie was not great. Oh, Hugh Jackman. 
I'm sorry. And you and uh, Cheppy. Who's Hugh Jackman? Hugh Ackman. Who is that? He's a Hugh Ackman. Oh, he wasn't Cheppy. You're correct. No, and then it Depp was District Patel. Nine. No, he's in. No, he's in. Hugh Jackman was in District Nine. He played the bad guy in District Nine. Chris, <clears throat> yeah. Look this up so I can know I'm right. And then uh, Depp Patel and and Sigourney Weaver were in Cheppy. Yeah, you're right. It was Chappy. And it was Hugh Jackman. No, no, no. Look it up. No, he's. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. Okay, so no. what am I confirming? He drives was the in moose. District 9. He drives the moose. District 9. There was nobody in District 9 District because it was his first movie. Michelle Bradley. Who else? Did you look up that Hugh Jackman was in Chappie, please? He was. He played Vincent. He was Chappie. Okay. It's okay to be wrong. Shut up. Doesn't happen that often. Wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, Charlotte Copley. I don't know if he's in it, but he's in basically everything Blomkamp has done. He's that Is South it? African actor. Yeah, he does the voice of Chappie. Does the voice of Chappie. Yeah. Yes. Um, right. I really like him. He was also in, he was the bad guy in Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's done some other stuff since then. So, um, so but the first trailer shows that it's uh, it's definitely his sci-fi sensibilities. Very spoopy. Um, it's Matrix-like dream setting. Um, so I haven't watched the trailer yet. I did not know that there was a trailer up, but the poster looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I noted, and you actually kind of mentioned it, yes, was all of the Neil Blomkamp movies that have been canceled. Oh, so is this a little preview? Real quick, a little preview taste test. <laughs> let's run through that list real quick because there's just a few. Sure. So there's four unmade movies and why they didn't happen. So the first one, as a child of the video game world, is oh, he, Halo, Halo, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So. He, Microsoft started developing a Halo movie in 2005, 16 years ago. Spielberg was attached at some point. Alex Garland was tapped to write the script. Peter Jackson was brought on to produce, and Guillermo del Toro was in talks to direct. Damn. Del Toro backed out, and Blomkamp was drafted in. Um, he did. In. He did a, a, a series of short films based on the Halo universe um, to kind of petition for the job. He really wanted the job. Okay. Um, the script then went through a rewrite stage with Game of Thrones co-creator D.B. Weiss among the writers tackling it. Spent months in pre-production. Um, and then Microsoft completely clashed with 20th Century Fox, who had been back in the movie alongside with Universal. <laughs> Fox pulled out, and the movie totally collapsed. Fox pulled out. The uh-huh. Disney acquisition. So... Um, Blomkamp and Microsoft both moved on, but there's now a Halo TV series in the works. Oh, where at? And Blomkamp continues to work on short films through Oats Studios. Hmm. So there's hopes that he'll make something similar to what his dreams were for a Halo film. He was a Halo fan, so that's why he wanted to be in the No. Also, Robocop. You're going to make me cry again. So in January 2018. Can 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 I take this one real quick? Sure. So. The late eighties, uh, <laughs> Ed, the two writers of the original RoboCop had a sequel called Corporate Rollers that never got made, <clears throat> and it was supposed to take place like years into the future, where RoboCop was like decommissioned. So Neil Blomkamp wanted to restart this project with that original script and get uh, Peter Weller back, um, get the original suit back, because fuck that twenty fourteen movie. <laughs> I don't know why it's canceled, but. It, with him attached, but I know it is still happening. But I don't know if the Amazon acquisition of MGM is going to affect that. Okay, yeah, not really what you said. So in 2018, the RoboCop writer Ed Newmeyer was penning a follow-up to the 87 original. 
Oh, damn it. A few months later, Blomkamp officially signed on to direct RoboCop Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, it was slated to be a direct continuation of the original movie. Mm-hmm. Would ignore both sequels and the remake. Mm-hmm. And the TV show. And the other TV he show. He wanted the movie the to look TV like show. it had been directed by Paul Verhoeven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to use the original suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was close. A few weeks after he commented on it, he announced he was no longer directing RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And instead focusing on the horror movie Demonic. So, um, no, MGM can't wait to shoot RoboCop now is what he said. Um, and we still don't have it, and now we have Demonic, so yeah. what, do you, what do you know about A that? A new director is now needed and has yet to be announced. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's going to be in development hell. It's never going to happen. Alien 5 is perhaps oh. the most well-known of Blomkamp's unmade movies. The director first teased his involvement in February 2015, mm-hmm. posted concept art. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wanted Sigourney Weaver to come back as Ripley. It was supposed to be a direct follow-up to Aliens, wasn't it? He had worked with her on Chappie. Yep. The film was soon made official with Blomkamp confirming it'd be his next project. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Alien 5 slated to be a sequel to Aliens. rather than ignoring Alien 3, Alien Mm -hmm. 4, and Prometheus and Covenant. Yep. Uh, Ridley Scott himself confirmed that Alien 5 would release sometime in 2017, but it was then shelved in favor of Alien Covenant. Uh oh. <clears throat> so uh, Blomkamp still says that the chances of it happening are slim. Oh. Um, as of 2017, Ridley Scott said that the movie didn't have a script, just a 10-page outline. And Blomkamp himself has recently said he has moved on from the film. Boo. Yeah. Um, but I like with Alien Disney's for you. takeover of Fox. There is a future for Alien either on the big screen or TV. They've announced a TV show since, but it doesn't sound like Blomkamp's Alien Five. And is they part said of they're it. probably going to do another few movies. One other was a movie called Gone World. I haven't heard of this one. Um, it's an adaptation of Tom Sweaterlick's upcoming novel of the same name. Uh, it was a sci-fi time travel procedural. Time travel, you say? Yeah. So, a little word on the project. Until 2017, when Blomkamp revealed that he was ready to start working on it, having received a copy of the book. Things have gone cold. He's announced that he moved on shooting a new horror thriller called Demonic. The Gone World um, is kind of hanging out there in limbo. So, we're waiting to see what's what's happening. So, that's that. But, um, speaking of Neil Blomkamp and... Oops. Time travel movies. What a great segue. <clears throat> Look Thank at you, you go. Look at you go. There was a there was a point to all of that rambling. Um, we say that every episode. But Amazon Prime recently released in conjunction with Chris Pratt's production company and Chris Pratt himself, a movie called The Tomorrow World. War. Yeah, sorry. The Tomorrow <laughs> World. Tomorrowland. I was thinking Jurassic <laughs> World. It's okay. Um, so the Tomorrow War, which is based on a book of the same name. That's a hard title to say out loud. The Tomorrow it. War. It's like the rural juror. Well, it's because... <laughs> what? The, the Tomorrow ther- War. Therapist? What? Um, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> funny story. My uh, fiance's son calls Among Us. Among us among because he really wants to pronounce the g in it drives among, me. among us among us <laughs> um sounds like he's saying it's very large that huge game is ackman. among us <laughs> huge Whoa. ackman so um tomorrow war came about and we decided that we're going to talk a little bit about some movies that have to do with time travel but not the ones you're thinking but of. but not the back to the futures or the hot tub time machines though it was on the table 
Instead, very briefly, very briefly, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk a little bit about a little indie film <laughs> called Primer. N- no, what? Why can't I? I literally had safety the name. not guaranteed. Thank you. They're safety both, not guaranteed. They're both little indie films. <laughs> and then another little student film called Primer. So let's start with Primer. So what was oh, that? Oh God, two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand four. So this this fell this over felt here like a student film, one thousand percent. Well, here's 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 the thing. Well, first of all, Tony was like, I don't want to do Hot Tub Time Machine, even though we had already talked about it days earlier, and I'd already watched it. It felt gratuitous. It was, but now he's like, well, watch watch Primer today before the podcast. And I was like, I got some busy work at work. I'll make it work. You know, it's 77 minutes. How bad could it be? It is the most convoluted shit by the last third that I was so fucking confused. My thought process (laughs) behind it was I kind of did a little research, and I discovered that people called it some of the most scientifically accurate representations of time travel. Mm Mm-hmm. In a time travel movie. Ryan Johnson contacted, was it Shane Carruth? Shane Curran? Carruth? It's definitely Shane wrong. Carruth. It's Shane not the Carruth. Carruth on Looper. Oh, um, because of the science and... And the and, time travel. Yeah. And, you, and <laughs> Shane was like, no, none of your shit makes sense. And that was the end yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> Especially the chin. The chin on that. Why did you put those contacts in JGL? I mean, (laughs) you didn't shave his head, though, so he doesn't look like angry Mr. Clean over there? I don't know. Okay, so in this movie, so first of all, this was definitely a first film. um, $7,000, most of which was spent on film stock. I was going to say, was it even filmed? It looks like it was made on like a 1987 camcorder. It was made on film, but then it was converted to digital. Like easily video the worst tapes. movie to watch at 1080p, let alone 4K. I'm you sure are you, correct. I'm sure you probably had some. Did no, it up, I, did it I up convert. Uh, I bet I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I the paid way. the extra dollar for the HD. What no, the? I got the I got the st- the standard def because I was just watching on my phone. There are too many damn movies on streaming and standard def right now. You are correct. Yeah, you are correct. It's Ron ridiculous aspect ratio. Spend yeah. some goddamn money and put them up properly. You're right. So, um, we talk about movies in thirds. So, I'm going to address this movie in thirds. Well, you're the one who picked this, so I'm interested. Like, you, you lead this. Like, well, why, I, why I, w- I went into this blindly. Right? Me I too. Just, I searched Me too. a list. I found a list of the top 15 time travel movies. All of them were all the ones you expect. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, sure. blah, blah, blah. Hot Tub Time Machine. This little indie film called in- Avengers Endgame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of it. That is a time travel film. That's funny. Um, <sighs> it felt like I was watching the Steve Jobs movie to start. That's fair, because it's out working of a garage. Working in a garage. Yeah. You don't really know what they're working on. Mumblecore, realistic right. dialogue. But, but, but you really don't know what they're working on until... They don't either. That's what's funny about it. Like, they have an idea of what it's going to be. Right. And then they create time travel by accident. And then they discover bacteria yeah. that takes fungus. years to grow. A yeah. fungus that takes mm-hmm. years to grow that grew in I think 22 they called minutes. it a protein? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's... um. So actually, this is this is a good it's, conversation. It's about stumbling onto time travel, really. Yeah. Let's talk about the time travel in this movie. And if time travel was real, people say that this film is an accurate representation of what it would look like. And there's a couple different. If you base that on the chaos of the last third, sure, I agree with you that's, wholeheartedly. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the time travel in this movie is different than the time travel in the Tomorrow War, which yeah. is different than the time travel in Back to the Future, which is different than the time travel in Endgame. Right? Mm-hmm. 2004. Mm-hmm. This almost feels like movies like Memento 
Which was also super low budget and dealt with time. And then um, The Prestige. Oh, God. It feels like it took little bits and pieces of this movie into those pe- movies. Uh, apparently, it. it's super influential. Because the both Nolan movies, by the way. Correct. You're right. And then, like, the clone situation in The Prestige. Getting was that a time travel? No, that wasn't a time travel thing. No, but... He wanted to do what? a magic trick, so he cloned himself and then murdered the clone. Right, but every 20, <laughs> every 22-hour jump, there was another representation, and they passed each other in life, and then there comes a point in this movie where they're gassing the new them and hiding them in the attic or in the closet right. or whatnot. No, it's... So that felt very much it, like the prestige. It falls, it falls apart. I mean, and it intentionally yeah, no, no, no. falls the, apart. The first two thirds, right? Like, if you're interested in science and, and experimentation, oh, yeah. and, and he intentionally didn't dumb down the dialogue for yeah, people because no, he's like, uh-uh. if I'm going to explain this shit, I'm going to go all well, in. Well, he's on a it. former software developer, right? And you can tell. <laughs> so um, the dialogue is definitely. Um, it felt very accurate. I'm not a mm-hmm. scientist, but it felt sure. very scientifically accurate. The conversations they were having. Um. It didn't bore me. No, I think it dra- for a seventy-minute film. I think yeah. it drags a little bit in for the sure. middle before we get into the wacky, convoluted time yeah. travel shit. The acting of the two leads, Abe and Aaron, was not bad. The acting of the wife, Rachel, was, was real terrible. Bad. They're real bad. Horrible. Um, well, I think the problem is it's about. He said in interviews. Uh, what's his fucking Shane? Shane. Shane said in an interview. We'll interviews, just call him Shane. We're on a Shane. first name basis. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, he's our buddy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He said in interviews, it's Shout about. Shout out, Shane. <laughs> we'll have him on the show. Yes. He won't come. We'll have him on the program. The program is a guest. <laughs> um, he said the movie's about this relationship falling apart. And I'm like, is it? Because I don't really like. By the relationship, you mean the friendship yeah, the, between the Aaron friend two, and Abe. Yeah, the, re- the relationship between the two yeah. friends. But it's like, they seem like kind of chummy co-workers that discovered something yeah. together. And so by the time we get to the third act, like, falling out, I was like, I guess. What relationship are we trying to Yeah, save? it's like, this doesn't feel that tragic. <laughs> well, the, the, and the crazy thing is, that's when the most interesting pieces of the movie came out. Mm-hmm. The um, the fact that he's listening to March Madness, mm-hmm. but it turns out he's not listening to March Madness. He's, he's trying to, to repeat the dialogue. Yeah, repeat what happened throughout the day. And that is one interesting thing about the time travels. Like yeah. they have to go through the motions for some of these things yeah. to still happen. And so, then, but then there were other interesting pieces. Their handwriting, got how their handwriting got terrible over as time. They, yeah, as they their ears were bleeding. They would like yeah collapse sometimes. Pass out and they yeah. wouldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so paranoia. the fact that it, yeah. it takes its toll on you, I think, is interesting. What's What's crazy is when they discovered it was time travel, they started out as, oh, let's make some money through stocks. Which is always everyone's first idea. It's like, let's go make place some bets. Yeah, let's go invest in the stock they market. Did it intelligently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you it's know, not like, let's go bet on a horse race. They wouldn't flag them. Right. They, you know, they knew that they could make... X amount of dollars. Yes, and really that's what that's what's interesting is like how strategic it is at mm-hmm. first. It's like we have to wait in a hotel for this amount of time before our duplicate is gone the and we strategy. can go back. Yeah, but then the dumbass blonde guy decided to break all those rules. Yeah, and then it just all falls apart. Mm-hmm. In the end. <laughs> yeah. So the last third of this movie was complete chaos. Intentionally so, but not satisfyingly so. Yeah, there's no payoff. Yeah. Right. And his thing's like, oh, if I do it this way, I have to keep rewatching my movie and get different things. And I'm never watching this again. The other thing that really <laughs> bothered me about this movie was how the voiceover sounded like 
it was added after the movie. It was sounds done. like a five gum commercial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> no, but it was it was it was not on the same tonal level as the rest no. of the dialogue in the film. It was it was like the voice of God. It was like this sure. booming voice. <laughs> Abe walked into the room and unfolded the magnetic box. And he said, like, "How?" Yeah. And then I explained it. And then he said, "How?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it wasn't a terrible choice from a, a, a conversation. I think piece it's about a time an travel interesting movies. movie. Now, I guess my question would be: What is your favorite? kind of movie time travel like is it i can go back in the past and change something and then the future is all different or is it more like I like the ones where you can't change anything so no matter how much i go back in time everything's going to be the exact same and it'll it has work to itself be, out or else it fucks everything else up yeah yeah okay but then the problem with that is they always fuck something up and then they always have to go back and find a way to fix it right a la avengers well avengers is interesting because when, if you go back in time and change something, that's a different timeline. Yeah. Your timeline is set no matter what. And I think yeah. if time travel was real, it might be more like that. Speaking of time travel, did you know if you watch Jaws backwards, it's about a very gentle shark that gives that people back up. their limbs? Oh, good. <laughs> throws up a lot. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Swallows all the blood out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Sorry, that was a weird segue. <laughs> Was that a segue? I don't know. <laughs> so out of the three quote-unquote time travel movies we watched, which which was your favorite? Oh, time? easily The Tomorrow War. No, I mean, not movie, but like kind of time yeah, travel no, no, and how easily, they approached easily it. Easily The Tomorrow War. That's more traditional, though. It's like, we can fix something see, but you in say, the past. But see, there's nuances, and this is what has bothered me about the reviews of that movie. Okay. First of all, let's move on from Primer, right? So Fine by me. Uh, basically, it's 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 an interesting story if you're into science and, and informatics and also that all of that kind of stuff. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Definitely a great first movie. Gets a little chaotic at the end. You can watch it on Amazon Prime for three bucks, right? Yeah, that's what that was wondering. Like, if it had come out theatrically, would it have done okay? But I think it's a perfect kind of Amazon Prime movie. Kind of reminds me of Push, right? In that it, it okay. didn't cost much to make. The Tomorrow War didn't. No, primer. Oh, I thought we switched gears. Well, we were, f- I was closing. I'm so, yeah, it's close okay. the loop, close the loop. It's okay. Time it, travel thing. Yeah, it's called ending a segment and moving on. And to it's the called next. I have extreme ADD and yeah, I got very confused okay. for a minute. No, I agree. It I reminds me of Push, right? It's Push right. is a movie I enjoyed, mm-hmm. right? But it was clearly made with a low budget, mm-hmm. it was not made to be theatrically released. Or and not widely. Correct. And like it, it won some awards if and some shows. If you stumble in it yeah. into an art house and you see it, you'll yeah. probably get something out exactly. of it. But yeah. I think as it's an interesting debut for a schmuck that's so pretentious he's only made one other movie. <laughs> I was going to say, did you see his second film? Do you remember anything Upstream about it? Upstream Color, I feel bad because I saw it with my art uh, film school crown back in college and I did not care From for it. Liberty? Liberty. Liberty, yes. Yeah. And I Gerald did, and I didn't get it, and they were all like, "Oh my god, let's talk about this for hours." And I'm like, "I don't, I, w- I wasn't into it." Was Kenneth Branagh in it with a weird Russian accent? See, then I would have loved it. Okay, it's about bugs that are decomposing in you or something. Ugh. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so, anyways, yeah. jump started the career of the guy who played Abe. He's been in a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. we've seen that yep. you've seen. Um, turns out, I guess he's a comedic actor, which is interesting. So, uh, you know, definitely one of those movies that if you like artsy movies, if you like movies that went to festivals and was successful, 
watch it. It won't hurt you. Yeah. It's three bucks. And that, and what's what's cool about it is like streaming allows you to just absorb other kinds of art and movies you wouldn't normally watch mm-hmm. just on a whim. And I'm glad you without you, paying ten dollars for the yeah. ticket and then $10 and I'm glad for I'm glad you and, were like let's try this. And I'm like all right, I, I've kind of heard of this and. It was confusing as fuck, but I'll remember it. <laughs> I mean, Caruth was trying to make that auteur film, right? You know the oh yeah, and of course they slapped it on their on the poster yeah. a review that happened to say like the most in- compelling sci-fi since two thousand one. And I mean, like I'd get a big pretentious boner yeah. too yeah. if I had someone said that about one of my films. I mean, but, but in two thousand and four, <laughs> maybe it was probably you know. I'd have to, you might be right. Yeah, we'd have to look at what else came out in 2004. What else was it similar to? What Garfield else? the movie? I don't know. <laughs> what came out that year? Starring Jason. Shrek 2? Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Hey. Are you looking? Well, of course. New York Minute starring the Olsen hey, twins. Our producer's and producer's actually Eugene paying attention to the show this week. Ah, fuck up. <laughs> so what else oh, came out in 2004? The, the Girls. The Terminal, starring National, the seminal classic National Tom Treasure. Treasure. Sideways. National Sideways is Sideways great. Sideways was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas. Uh, iRobot. Hayden Church. iRobot? Dodgeball. Mm. I thought was like Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Jeez. Oh, you said movies. I'm sorry. Uh, Scooby-Doo 2. Starring Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Freddie Prinze Jr. Catwoman. Sarah Michelet. Wait, which Catwoman? The one we just Cat talked about. Woman. Cat Starring woman. the Halle Berry. Oh, Team America. World Police. America. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. That's basketball. I was going to say, those guys had two movies? But... Uh, Harry Potter. Technically, they had like three or four. Remember right. Orgasmo? Anchorman. God, that's old. Anchorman. Oh, my God. Hellboy. Hell, yeah. Hellboy, Napoleon Dynamite, Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically, there's nothing that falls the into this kind of Oh, God, no. Yeah. Riddick? Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Mm, Garden State. I forgot about that. Fuck one. Garden State. <laughs> yeah. Talk about narcissistic oh, trash. No kidding. The butterfly effect. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, Ashton uh-huh. Kutcher. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, so back to the Tomorrow War. Thank I'm you, not Chris. Done yet? Damn it. Okay. Oh no, you're done. Shark Tail. Starring Will Smith. What? <laughs> oh, The Life Aquatic. Gotta Great get that movie. In there. Great movie. One of my favorites. With Steve Zizou? Zizou. Uh, the Born Supremacy. Ugh. Napoleon Dynamite. Which one is that? Two or three? I think that's two. Ultimatum is three? No, I uh, Identity Ultimatum Supremacy. Oh, so that was the third one. Okay, yeah. They came out like 2002, 2003, 2004. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got oh, there. Eternal got Sunshine, there. yes. Great oh. movie. Um... Uh, Eternal Sunshine kind of follows the vein. Now that's got a good sci-fi premise. Spanglish. What a hit. Penelope Cruz and Adam Sandler? And Kevin Bacon is not in the movie. Is he? He's not in the movie. Hmm. Okay, are we done with 2004 movies? Downfall. But but 2004 (laughs) movies are never done with you. Million dollar baby. Ooh. (laughs) Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, our boy. George A. Shaun of the Dead, also. Great movie. 2004 was better than I gave it credit Shutter, for. Shutter, fuck. Um, Shutter, fuck. My favorite movie. Nice. I prefer Shutter Island. <laughs> I'll pick one more. One more. One more. Make it a good one. Uh, mm, He's going to say Shark Tale again. Your job depends on this. Seed of Chucky. <laughs> yes, he wins! <laughs> Starring Jennifer Tilly. That movie's so great, and everyone hates it. <laughs> 
Okay, back to the tomorrow. War. Thank you, Chris. Uh-huh. Chucky's ta- uh, chasing real life Jennifer Tilly with a turkey baster full of cum. It's a great movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! And beer just about went all over my screen. <laughs> That's a so it's just like real life. Wait, second uh, semen reference in a row. Third one's free. <laughs> Come isn't necessarily full of semen, Tony. <laughs> Don't breathe the pre-sequel. Oh, did you see? Oh, talk about the trailer real quick because no, I missed that. I haven't that. watched the trailer yet. Here's You're the in thing. The theater. It feels like they're heroically promoting. Isn't it? It's what weird. Was very predatory. It's weird, first, and I yeah. don't like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Let's we won't see it. As a father, I have issues. That's fair. Just okay. as a person, you have issues too. Let's not talk about the Tomorrow War yet. <laughs> Let's talk about safety not guaranteed. Okay. So freshman year of college, I had a dollar theater that was in walking distance that I loved, and they would just play random indie movies, whatever reels they could get their hands on, because right. they didn't have digital projectors. And this was one of them, and I watched it on a whim, and I loved it. So I'm going to be honest with you. You hated it. Um, 90% of the movies that you're like, ooh, let's watch this that I've never heard of, and I hate with a passion. Well... This one I enjoyed. Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) So I was a little disappointed that the comedy-centric cast was not very funny. They're not not funny. Um, So you have Jake Johnson. Dopender. Aubrey Plaza. Mark Duplass. (laughs) Dopender has a name. I don't remember his real name. How racist is it that we don't know his name? It's something Son, but I can't remember. We should look that up because (laughs) he's been actually in more movies. He's in a lot, and I always call him Dopender. I I, I have to throw a saying Kill Bill was also in 2004. Kill Bill 1 or 2? Volume 2. 2. You're right. Because uh, three, yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three was, was one. You're right. Because I went to see it with my last girlfriend before Mayway. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's why we're not together. Wait, you and your wife? Did she leave no. you, Chris? My girlfriend before. Like my the wife. titular Bill, was she into uh, autoerotic fixation? His name is. No, she wasn't. That's why. His name her. is Karen Sunny. Uh are you sure it's Sunny? Sony. Karan Sony. How are you still getting ads for Trolls World Tour? I don't know, dude. It's what? probably oh, out shit. on <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. The <laughs> best one, the highlight, Jersey Girl. So, uh, God, no. It all. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. Speaking of Jersey Girl, apparently... Oh, wait, but uh, New York Minute came out. Ben- I Ben-Hit told you this twins. with oh, Eugene Levy. Apparently, oh, okay. ben- apparently Benifer is a thing again? Yeah, I heard 51st that. 51st days. Oh, was Gigi in 2003 or 2004? Shark Tale. That's when Christopher Walken would love a big bowl of pie. So this <laughs> Karen Sony guy who played Dopinder actually has 77 shows, to, 77 movies to his credit. Dude likes to work. So, yeah, he was in Like a Boss. What a hit. Had a role in Will and Grace. What a hit. Um, the reboot. Detective Pikachu. Well, also with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in... <clears throat> Uh, Trolls World Tour. Damn it. <laughs> Super Intelligence. Oh, was that the Melissa McCarthy movie nobody saw? Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people saw it, actually. Okay. No, they, no, they didn't. He was in Bobcat Goldthwaite's TV series. Bobcat has a, has a TV series? He did for... Bobcat has a Goldthwaite? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> we should look into his directorial career sometime. On it. He made a movie about Bigfoot. He was in Silicon Valley for five years. And then Bobcat made a movie about a woman that blows her dog and then falls Wait. in love. He was in the new Ghostbusters movie in 2016? Uh, yeah, he's delivering uh, wontons to Melissa McCarthy. It's a running gag. It's, it's, it's a movie. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so he's got some pretty What was his credits. name again? <laughs> After all that, I forgot. Karan Sunny. That's our career retrospective on Karan Sunny. Okay. So anyways, 
Oh wait, he directed Police Academy two and one and two. Bobcat did. Yes. Didn't did he do Shakes the Clown or was that Bill Murray and Maybe he was he just didn't. in it? This thing could be fucked up. It uh, that doesn't sound right. He's not on the right IMDb. No. <laughs> IMBD.com. IMDb. Got what? I am Groot. It's got ads for penis enhancers, so you know and Trolls World Tour. And Trolls World Tour. We're gonna have a Steve Gutenberg episode. No, it'll be a short one. (laughs) (laughs) Short Circuit was a movie, and the episode is over. Three Men and a Baby. Tower of Terror. No, that was Paul Reiser. That wasn't Steve Gutenberg. Everybody gets. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, Zeus and Roxanne, you remember mm-hmm. that one? He's got the dolphin and the doggy, and they are friends. Stonecutters Did you aren't know doing their work. That Turner and Hooch is getting a remake with Josh Peck. It's already out. And oh, it's really? Series. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Okay. But Josh Peck is actually playing Turner Tom and Hooch. Son. Oh, it's a continuation. Yeah. And Hooch is still Hooch. Wouldn't the dog be dead? Not necessarily. Oh, God. The dog would be dead. Not or very old. It was the mid-80s. He would be dead or old. Everything he directed is terrible. Bobcat? Oh, yeah. Oof. Poor thing. I mean, so, his comedy wasn't even that good. Oh. So. directed World's Greatest Dad. That's a great movie. That's the only thing great. That was the last thing he did, 2009. That's a good one to go out on. Yeah, good one to go out on. So, <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah, so Safety Not Guaranteed is What's an plot? indie film based on an ad that was placed in a newspaper. Um, what are you? Yeah, popcorn, popcorn on you. Oh, on your sorry. nipple. Thank you. My You're nipple welcome. is not in the center of my it's stomach. It's pretty dark in here. <laughs> Tyler, go ahead and explain it a little better than I. Okay, so there was an ad... At some point, we didn't do enough research because I was very busy today. That said, I need someone to go back a in time with ad. me. Yeah, I need someone to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. Safety not guaranteed. So Colin Trevorrow had someone commissioned someone to write a script based on this, and this was his so first movie. So the advertisement movie. was real. Yes, the classified ad was yes. real. And the poster is just the ad, which mm-hmm. I think is brilliant. Um, so Aubrey Plaza plays. Someone, An intern. Yeah, at this newspaper or magazine? Magazine. magazine. Mm-hmm. And she's tasked to go with Jake Johnson and Carrie Sony? Karan Sony. Sony. <laughs> to go and investigate this guy. And it's just Aubrey Plaza hanging out with Mark Duplass one-on-one and trying to see, trying to see if he's... Who has le- a classic mullet, by the he way. He does. Bowl-cut mullet. It's And fantastic. a fake ear yeah. <laughs> that he's very self-conscious about. Yeah. And she's just trying to see if he's a wacko. Driving a Datsun 300 or something. It's a great car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's building. He's claiming he's building a time machine, and she needs to find out if he's legit or not. Right. And they kind of fall for each other and blah, blah, blah. You know how this goes. But it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. He has this great story about why he's going back to the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're Not to go stop b- 9-11. Right. If you're going to go back and... <laughs> Something about a girl. <laughs> I wouldn't go back to 2000 Johnson, for Christian Bale. Jake Johnson Bell. is fantastic in this He's movie. He's so good. What I love about this is he starts to break down his I'm the lead journalist character. Mm-hmm. And then someone pisses him off and he immediately goes to like raging narcissist. Like, I didn't want you anyways. He just regresses like none other. Yeah, and it's pretty, fantastic. And then he comes in and gets in Dopender's face. And he's like, let's go fuck bitches. <laughs> he's trying to show Do- Dopender a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really touching. And I won't spoil the ending, but this is a time travel <laughs> episode. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, that's. Yeah. So, you know. All in all, it's about the adventures of 
Mark Duplass. Mark and Duplass and Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza doing illegal shit. Yeah, Aubrey <laughs> Plaza is infiltrating mm-hmm. to try and get the story, which then Jake Johnson's character is going to publish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was well acted. Again, I think well written. Wasn't as low budget as the other one, but still under a million dollars mm-hmm. to make this thing, and you got some. I think he got some big names before they were like huge names, like yeah, Aubrey Plaza was, and Jake Johnson was, were just starting. This was Jake Johnson right after he started New Girl. Yep, and then um, Aubrey Plaza was only a few years into Parks and Rec. Yeah, but Aubrey Plaza is known for. I hate to use the term slumming it, but you're right. Even after big name that she's become, mm-hmm. or bigger name that she's, she become. she still likes to do indie flicks. Like yeah, this. she'll still yeah. throw herself I, into these. Indie she just flicks. did one last year that yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. Well, Buffalo or something. Black Bear. Black Bear. That's mm-hmm. right. Buffalo. Black Buffalo Bear. Bill. <laughs> both both large hairy animals. <laughs> Weird. How is our favorite bear? I don't know where to go with that one. No, you 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 showed us his track the other episode. <laughs> oh, Daddy B. It's, too <laughs> m- it's mentioned two episodes in a row. He's actually in town from Spain. Oh, we should have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to call him? I could call him right yeah, now. Yeah, call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Impromptu Daddy B moment. Um, so what I liked about the movie, it was well mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Duplass's character was... Spot on, like for a comedian and who's part of a producing duo with his brother. I think yep. a writing duo and directing and directing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyrus is amazing, by the way. If you haven't checked I, that I out, I feel like he is really, really good. Like usually, when I everything see him, that yeah. I've seen him in, even in roles where he just played a comedian, which is what he is, or just a bit part, like yeah. he's really good. He's really, really good. Aubrey Plaza broke probably five times in the movie, and they were all in the edit. Yep. Um, You're and, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's it's great because, I mean, she's become this big star, and she's left the gap in her teeth, and she just, she just does the movies that she wants. But there was something appealing about her in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to fuck Robert De Niro, you know? That's... Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot. Dave and Mike. Um... Dave and Mike still need wedding dates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jake Johnson was initially this narcissistic asshole who, as soon as he got the interns to do the story with him, the first thing he does is recognize that his boss is eyeing him from across the room, and he's like, I fucked Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> just lets it out. Tells the intern, just just so you know, I fucked him. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's the perfect character for him. Um, to be fair, I think this is, I don't know how I didn't see this movie. I'm a little disappointed you didn't tell me to watch it prior. Um, Tony, like you said this episode, whenever I recommend something, yeah. you don't know if you're going to hate it or not. I don't know why that stops you. It gives you an opportunity to introduce me to new stuff. Don't I mean, doing clearly, it I recommended Primer, so this is an opportunity No, for, I was very happy you yeah. recommended Primer, because I forgot all about Shane Caruso. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I liked this movie. I think, for me, this is a... Easy three and a half, four out of five. I That's mean, this fair. is this is a movie that I it would, didn't hold up. Like I didn't love it like yeah. the first time I saw uh, it. I'm don't like, tell me that. I was just about to say I'd rewatch it, but no, I, it does still hold up on rewatch. But I think I've grown since 2012. <laughs> yeah, and apparently I haven't. No, no. I mean, I still love it, but it's 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 more of a hangout movie than I remembered. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Like but, a in the background, catch twenty minutes here and there kind of movie. Yeah, it's like. 
Yeah, that, that's that's a perfect way. It's like, it's like a perfect you've already you've already watching watched one movie. movie yeah. You want to turn on a second movie yeah, and have like, a conversation. It's just these characters hanging out, and yeah. I can kind of come in and out, and yeah. it's still enjoyable. And you know? it has some funny moments. It has some touching sure. moments. Well, let's talk about the ending. Okay. Because uh, apparently, so people didn't like it because they wanted to, to be more ambiguous, whereas the ending flat out I tells you. I kind of just wanted it to fail miserably. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I think it doesn't matter at that point if he's crazy or not. But it was it was also kind of a redemption story in that mm-hmm. regard. You know, it's like sure. everyone thought he was fucking crazy, and they give you the ear prosthetic to make you think, oh, this guy's a fucking alien or something like that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so it drops little hints throughout the movie, and then the payoff, you're like, oh, this guy's a genius. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, safety's still not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Isn't that all relationships? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the the most for me the seminal moment. Yes, there's another. Look at you comment. with that twenty dollar word. Um, for me that moment though was when she realizes that this thing could be real, and the first thing she does is run to the truck and look for the canister, right? Mm-hmm. And watch the movie so you know what I'm talking about. But basically, mm-hmm. they have this: if something goes wrong, I'm going to leave a note in this canister yep. inside this truck. And the first thing she does is goes to look, and there's nothing there. And so it's at that moment where you're kind of like, "What the fuck is happening?" And, <laughs> you know. And then it all kind of pays off. Did you think he was gonna be crazy and it was gonna fail? It's one of those things where I don't know if I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of expected it. Oh, it's an indie film. There's no fucking yeah, way. Yeah, like, He's do they really have the budget for time travel? Yeah, right. <laughs> um. But you didn't want it to? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so, you know, it was one of those things. I, I wondered how he was going to get the boat up to 88 miles an hour. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time travel boat for once. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the payoff for me worked. I didn't have a real problem with it. Um, I like the fact that he goes from this hunched over hiding character to I don't give a fuck what anyone else mm-hmm. thinks. Are you coming with me? The more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could see it in his stature. It's, again, a great performance. Yeah. It's so it's like the, the subtle little things yeah. about it. Yeah. So definitely cements Duplass, I think, as a uh, as a, as a solid actor mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and he wasn't funny. I mean, it wasn't a comedic role. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's very sympathetic in the movie. Oh, for sure. Even yeah. though if he is a little bit of a crazy person. Very likable on the crazy <laughs> scale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I enjoyed it. I, You know, thanks for recommending it. Yeah, absolutely. It, so. Shocker. Thank you for recommending Primer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Or forcing me to watch it because you didn't recommend it because you ain't seen it well, yet. Well, because Hot Tub Time Machine is a piece of hot trash. I know I wanted to hate <laughs> on it, but what can you say about that? I mean, hate on it. Let's hate on it. It's terrible. Have you seen the sequel? It's, it, yes. it's so much worse. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally a movie for... Five comedians who just wanted to be as crass as they could, mm-hmm. making jokes about a hot tub that takes you back in time. And Chevy Chase is also there. Well, he's a piece of shit, too. No, he's so. a real piece of yeah. shit. Um, I think that was kind of the death. I mean, that was the last breath of like the hangover-esque comedies. <laughs> like we Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no layers to that movie. No. That's, that's not an onion. That's a that's a banana. That's a, that is a boner and, comedy. Yeah, 1,000%. Through and through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you see any more fake tits? No, there's also that. Yeah. There's one funny scene where Craig Robinson thinks his wife is cheating on him, so he calls her as a little girl mm-hmm. and yells at her. Everything Craig Robinson does is funny. So I think good. he's Him and then the long-haired geeky kid that plays his son. Oh, yeah. He's also on The Office. He's 
I think he's directed some stuff. He Has ma- I think he? he directed I haven't the seen him in a while. One, actually. Oh, that's upsetting for him. Yeah. Poor poor guy. But anyways, I had the he misfortune was of getting drugged at the second one at the Dollar Theater in college. You got drugged at the second one? Uh, no. Wow. No. Uh, no, I got drugged to see it with some people, and it was the most miserable theater-going uh. experience of my life. Uh, <laughs> so it was almost like an all rub. A little bit. A little okay. bit like that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's one good uh, joke in the second one where Craig Robinson has knowledge yeah. of the of the future or whatever or past. Anyway, he steals sure. Lisa Loeb's song. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You say. <laughs> I think that's uh, so. Craig Robinson hosted The Masked Dancer on Fox. What the fuck is The Masked Dancer? Um, so the, oh my the Masked god. Singer, right? And I got to oh be honest my with you. God. It's worth watching just for Craig Robinson. He's really funny. Why do they keep getting comedians to do this? I think Zoe De Chanel's hosting a game show now. <laughs> Uh, she's hosting Elizabeth, a dating game. Elizabeth yeah. Banks is hosting a game show now. Is she really? Tiffany Haddish is hosting a game show now. Well, uh, Haddish I would watch because mm. she's pretty pretty damn funny. But it's like... The thing I like about Haddish is she has no filter. That's true. Yeah. That's so I'm, I'm like, why are you putting her on yeah. AMC, ABC primetime? <laughs> but we are straying away a little bit from the, the primary topic. So let's. Oh, you are correct. I just wanted to emphasize yeah. that millennials killed network TV and that's just sitcoms and <laughs> game shows for services, old people. Yeah. No, for sure. So let's circle back, though. So the Tomorrow Tomorrow War. Speaking of streaming, see, it was coming back. Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. the Tomorrow War, starring mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Pratt. Christopher Pratt. Yvonne Strahovski of Dexter fame. Um, Betty Gelpin? Is that the girl from The Hunt? The Hunt, uh-huh. She's so good. Uh-huh. And she's kind of in this. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely a bit part for someone that's Apparently, really if there is a sequel, they say they're going to give her a bigger role. And I'm like, she's great. I want to see her more. The fact that they have a sequel kind of upsets me. The fact that they've already announced a sequel upsets me a little That's bit. how Hollywood works, unfortunately. I don't know yeah, what you would do with this but premise. But like, you want to leave this movie thinking that it was... It all worked out. It worked out. So And his daughter's alive and well and doesn't hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Concept of the Tomorrow War is everyone's going about life. All of a sudden, these soldiers from 30 years prior... 30, 30 Interrupt years the, in the soccer future. game like everyone's going to be watching a soccer game. <laughs> well, it's the World Cup. You're right. Um, show up. And they say, we need help. Mm-hmm. We're being killed en masse in the future. We need mm-hmm. soldiers. Um, and for some reason, all those that qualify aren't alive 30 years from now. Well, there's a lot of questions, right? Why did they go 30 years in the past? Why not further? Why not sooner? Okay, so that question was answered. And that's one of the other things that the reviews have said that drives me crazy. That question okay, was I answered. It. Or, when okay. they discovered time travel, there were two points in time that are continuously no, they, moving. Oh, you're right. And, it and was, they're unable to adjust that. Why then? That's, that's the it was only 2050 time. and then 2022? Uh-huh. Okay. 2052 and 2022. Okay. But those were just the only two points in time that go, they could reach. And like those two points can't be. They can't be moved, yeah. altered. They're yeah. continuing can, to progress. Yes. So you can go right? back and you can go forward, but you can't go anywhere right. else. Right. So you go away for seven days, you're gone for seven days. Yeah, that's right. And you reappear a week later. Yeah. Right. Um,. And so people have complained about that. I'm like, that works, though. I love that it's just not, hey, you want to travel? Let's well, do they explain date. why it's like that? They did, yeah. 
Okay. And that's because the time is con- constantly moving and the, the point-to-point transfer. So you, you like more of that kind of... that kind, The way they did this time travel kind of has it both ways, where it's like you can't fix the future in the past, but also you can because that's what they end up doing. See, I don't think there was ever a you can't fix the future So this was always supposed to happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way I to look at it. But I think what I like about it is that instead of the, ooh, choose the date that you want to travel to, that it's literally you, you have here. one point right. and... If you fall out of the sky and you're falling 500 feet up in the air, you're fucked. And we can't control it. Well, that's the other thing about time travel, because the Earth is always rotating. Mm-hmm. So if you went back to a fixed point in time, there's no guarantee that the Earth would still be at that point. Correct. And so that's the one thing about this, was that that point, and they, they said oh, that point it's aligned. is continually So the Earth moving. would still be... So it's linear in time travel. Orbit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The other thing that they mentioned was how young all of the soldiers were. Or old. I know how young. All of them. That's oh, the soldiers that come back uh-huh. are young. The soldiers that go in are because, 40 and older. Correct. Because they're not going to be alive 30 years down the road. So there's no chance for any of those And the young ones that go to the past haven't been born yet. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Um, and so that, you know, people are complaining about these things. And I'm reading these reviews. Wait and a it's, minute. No, then his daughter comes. And she's been born. Right, his daughter, yes, but they don't tell her. He figures it out when someone calls her Colonel Forrester. But she's 30 years older. She's nine. My brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, if you think about the movie, and I've watched it twice by choice. right? Really? Yeah, but if huh. you think about the movie. Because you got an early pass thanks to Amazon.com. Yeah. Um, if you think about the movie and if you watch it and pay attention to some of the dialogue surrounding the time travel mm-hmm. and surrounding those pieces of it, it actually makes a lot of sense, which is why all of these reviews are actually pissing me off because it feels like they watched it while they're watching another movie. Sure. Because it's like you are talking like you've seen this movie, but you're talking like you haven't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. it's It's fun and easy to hate on something. I don't know why they yeah. ganged up on this movie, but... Um, so it's no more. Like, it's the, Chris Pratt not being funny, right? So, but he's he, been doing a lot of. He has a couple one-liners in the movie that kind of, that fit perfectly. Sure, it's in character. Um, he is he plays an emotional role that you kind of get into the emotion that he's feeling when he runs into his daughter thirty years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne Strahovski, who I've always liked, uh, I think she was wasn't she also in the uh, Handmaid's Tale. I think she was one of the wives in the hands, Handmaid's Tale. I think you're right. Um, she almost has to play an emotionless character mm-hmm. for a large portion of her role because she's this superior officer and she can't let other people know that she's his daughter in mm-hmm. the future and things. Um, oh, spoiler. She can't give him an edge either because he's supposed to fulfill Correct. a certain mission. Yeah, so they have to treat each other like soldiers. And then it gets to a point where Pratt's like, dude, I can't just be a soldier. You're my fucking daughter, and I'm going to act like it. And I don't know. I don't see the plot holes. I don't have issues with the way that it's resolved. Um, people are hating on Pratt because of this church that he goes to and all of this stuff. And A lot of celebrities the, go to that church, first But of all. at the same time... This one of the primary components of the the resolution of this movie is climate change. Well, you that's know? how the monsters appear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like so, spoilers. We won't go into it. But that's, but that's, that's a part of they, it. They have this idea that these aliens arrived, and the reality is they were always they were always here. There. Yeah, and so you know, 
I don't have a problem with that because it makes sense, right? And they did. And there is a bit of science involved. Like yeah. the main character, the Chris volcano, Pratt, is, this, yeah. is a scientist. Yeah. Uh, He's a researcher the, who's working as the a The other high character teacher. is a scientist. His yeah. daughter grows up to be a scientist researching the toxin that they're ultimately going to yep. kill the creature. Yep. And, and then, then uh, the autistic uh, kid in his high school class. That loved some, volcanoes yeah. and that came back into play. <laughs> the best part is when he just snaps. Laptop. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I'm a badass now. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the movie so much that I watched it twice. I didn't love it as much as you. I didn't say I loved it. I okay. said I enjoyed it. Here's my thing. and I, I also watched it because I had to leave the house for 10 minutes in the middle of it. And because oh. it was a screening, I couldn't pause it. Oh, that's stupid. So I watched you it watched the it, second time. You watched it one and a half piece. times. Yes. <laughs> but I would probably watch it again. You would give it another half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it could have ended at a certain point and been around 90 to 100 see, minutes. See, but see, that's another thing that I read in all of these reviews. And I'm like, oh, really? no, it couldn't have. If you look at the pieces, right, if mm-hmm. you separate it into those thirds, right, the beginning third is introducing Chris Pratt and the problem. Right. The middle part is establishing the fact that he establishing finds the threat, out that his daughter is extremely intelligent. They right. find the solution. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is my daughter has died. I watched her die 30 years in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to – I should be breaking down, but I realize that the only thing that I can do is try and save my daughter, and that's the third act, and it works. So I don't understand how it could have been shorter. I didn't find myself wanting for that time back. Okay. No, I'm, it's, a, it's a question. How could it have been shorter? Oh. What would you have removed? You, if you had condensed the ending with them releasing the toxin with her, the, where, the point where she makes the toxin and, like, maybe combine those two things into one more concise ending, I could kind of see that. But I also see your point. I'm not sure I understand that. Because the whole arc of the movie is them bonding and making the toxin and finding, working together to find a solution against the bugs. Is that the arc of the movie or is that the under-arcing plotline? Because it feels like the arc of the movie returns to the primary point line, which is help the us family. save the planet. Oh, okay. And that's kind of a secondary storyline. That you worry ends because you watch her die. Mm. But then you also have, I thought that the J.K. Simmons Simmons part and the way that it played back into the third Bringing him back in, sure. Was perfect, right? Because he's got to reconcile with his family. Well, early in the first act, he says there's no second chances. Yeah, and he's like, I don't need your help. I'm not asking for your help. And then after spending some time with his daughter, he comes back. But that about second chances Mm -hmm. is... Is it's a tertiary plotline, right? right? Because that's the whole point of it. We're fucked. Oh, wait. Here's a second chance. Let's make this happen. If it doesn't, we still have the toxin, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. I, I liked the storyline. I don't see those plot holes because I feel like I can explain them. Sure. And so it worked for I me. I mean, if you wanted to pick apart Edge of Tomorrow, which everybody loved, you could do that. I didn't love Edge of Tomorrow the first time I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. What's up with that? It felt like a half-hour-long movie that got turned into a two-hour-long movie. Because they replayed the same fucking scene over and over and over. Do you also hate Groundhog Day? It probably t- <laughs> I did. We've talked about that many times. <sighs> I didn't like Groundhog Day. Broken. You are broken. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, don't apologize. I mean, it's that's probably problem. Andy McDowell, though, because I've hated her from day one. 
I hope you've enjoyed our last episode <laughs> together. <laughs> she gave a Hey, you know what? My fiance loves multiplicity, and I. You know what's do... better than one Michael Keaton? Several, Several Michael Keatons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So tomorrow war for me. I think, ironically, Alec and I had. Um, he wrote a review on it, and I went back and read it. And we were pretty much on the same page. What did he, he was, what did he he was a little callous about the Chris Pratt stuff. Um, the, well, he's more diehard liberal than you are, I think. I mean, it's pretty tough to be more diehard liberal than I. But um, I, I felt like it was irrelevant to the film. And so that was that was my and and I've told him this, so it's not like he's going to listen to this episode, which you he does. And we thank him for that. Yeah, no, I know. So I know. you know, I, but I I told him that in the public post on Facebook. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I agree with you about the Chris Pratt stuff, but your review is pretty much spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it was an exciting movie. It was fun. I thought the CGI was pretty great. Did you like the design of the monster? I did. It didn't go full Cloverfield this time. No, what I like about the monster is you see those monsters that have their arms, like when they're in the eggs, their arms are like T-Rex arms, really short. And then they, and that maintained with the character throughout. But the other piece is that they, they would tear off their own injured limbs in order to be able to move without walking with a limp basically Mm -hmm. so everything about the monster was kind of creative in my opinion sure in that they did everything they could to be as fast as possible it seemed Mm -hmm. like that was a constant even killing the slower ones you know that kind of stuff so okay i like that yeah i thought it was interesting because they're not an intelligent alien invasion that's hinted that there's a bigger threat that sent them there Uh, not that sent them that crashed Oh yeah! See, I thought was there the, was. I thought there was another civilization that like planted. So them the civ- no, the civilization. That's what they thought. Is they thought that that's what happened. Is they came to invade the Earth, but when they discovered the spaceship, the aliens that were on the spaceship are different from the white spikes, and they're already dead. And they're dead. Right. And it's clear that the there spaceship, could be more of them. Though. It's clear that the spaceship crashed. Okay. And so that's that was a, a piece that they mentioned. Again, something that's never talked about in these reviews. And I'm like, they literally said it. In the movie. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. It, feel free to argue with me about this, by the way. No, I, I like how <clears throat> you did your homework with it. I kind of watched it, and I kind of dug it, and I was expecting it yeah. to be dumb, but I'm like, it's no more dumb than Edge of Tomorrow, I mean, and I like that movie. it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. No. It's not... It's not super intelligent sci-fi, but it's not trying to be. It's... It had its moments of intelligence. No, I, that's what uh, I was just about to say. That it yeah. picks and chooses some moments of like the we're going to apply the intelligence real of science. the queen, the intelligence of the queen, yeah. and communicating and mm-hmm. how she was discovered. Um, humans think that they're safe in the water, and it turns out they're not. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know. So I liked that. Yeah, you disco- of the movie. that's how it should be with a movie like yeah. this. You're discovering along with the characters. Yeah, things about this, this very threat. Starship Troopers as well. The 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 <laughs> aliens, very much so. Ah, it reminded me more of like the evil rat cat monster from the Colosseum scene in the Attack of the Clones. Because <laughs> there was like the mantis one, and then there was a more cat looking one. I don't remember that. Okay, it looked a little That's bit. That's the movie like that. that introduces Sam Jackson as uh, Mace Windu, right? No, he's in Phantom Menace. He just doesn't do anything. Oh, okay. That's the first time he wields a lightsaber. That's it's right. Because he was in the Jedi Council mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Gotcha. We're already bored just yeah. thinking about him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So Tomorrow War's on Amazon Prime right now. If you're a subscriber, you can watch it for free. For well, free? Included in your Prime membership. Um, I, I 
liked it. Tyler enjoyed it. I did. He may not have loved it. I think I definitely liked it more. Uh, it's a watch for me. I would definitely I think recommend so. watching definitely. it. I actually, um, weirdly, I wouldn't recommend all three of these films to the same person. No. But I could see myself recommending each of these movies to different people. I feel like the first two, Primer and Safety Not Guaranteed, you could probably get Primer away with. Primer is probably the most pretentious you could get. Yeah. And your asshole... Cinema loving friends. Oh, so you have a lot of people you can recommend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, oh. absolutely. I think Safety Not Guaranteed's a good middle ground. Thank you. Yeah, Thank right. You, Chris. There I was it is. Waiting for that one. I think Safety Not Guaranteed's a good middle ground where it's not like full independent. Like we're gonna do mumblecore and we're gonna talk yeah. about deep things. It's like yeah, it's a hangout movie and yeah. it's kind of funny and it's, it's kind of enjoyable too. Yeah. I mean, it has its humorous moments, yeah. but it's definitely not a comedy per se. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Full. If you think about it, though, I mean, the theme of the movie is based on this weird fucking classic. Right. Ad. So it's got to have some comedic element to sure. it. Sure. No, it definitely um, does. Yeah. I, I mean, if you put Jake Johnson and Aubrey Plans in your movie, they're still going to yeah. have some funny moments. But then The Tomorrow War is definitely just like, if you want to watch an action movie with J.K. Simmons in a tank If you want to watch an action movie, watch action, Paul Bunyan. Action movie. Sorry. <laughs> Um, J.K. Simmons, Chris Pratt describes him as prison ripped mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, everyone thought he was getting ripped for Spider-Man. Turns out it was for this movie. Or Justice League at one point. I didn't know it was for this. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but he's great in everything that he does. And um, I liked the the redemption story there, even to the point of they were both soldiers. And then in the end, when they're fighting the queen, he's like calling out move and he's like moving you know and it's like it's like okay now they're soldiers and they're mm -hmm. on that same level i thought that was kind of cool too so you know it had some i thought it had some really cool themes throughout so it's about family and that's why it's so powerful yeah and ivan strahovski is really hot especially in body armor oh yeah <laughs> yeah sorry we had to circle back to misogyny that is our reviews of movies. We. There is no Luke Evans penis <laughs> in this movie, that's for sure. Two stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Tomorrow War, I think, is definitely a, I recommend you watch it. Um, I will probably end up watching it again. Um, my son and uh, my stepson watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they enjoyed think? it. They thought the monster, there was a moment where the monster was a little scary, but they're 11 and 12, so that's to be expected. So I could see that. Yeah. We don't think about those things anymore, but I could see that. Yeah. I mean, and there were a couple jump scares that got me, and they had some questions. There was one. When they were capturing the queen, they thought that was interesting why they did some of the things that they did. Or, experiment on it. And, yeah, yeah. Nate was like, why did he, all he had to do was kick it and it would move? Like, no, there were, like, 12 guys with ropes attached to it. So, <laughs> yeah. so I had to explain that to him. But, um, you know, overall, I, I, it was an enjoyment. And the little girl that plays his daughter in, in, the, in the other stages were pretty Super good, cute. So. Super yeah. good. Yeah. So that's our time travel episode. Now, I'm a little excited about this, so I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, in the upcoming episodes, we've got two different options, and mm -hmm. I, we're going to do both of them. One is going the to same be time. putting together a list of movies that describe ourselves as characters. Yes. I'd as like people. to flip that, and I want to know your thoughts. Okay. Let's do each other. Live on air? No. I like this idea. Let's tape it and put it on the internet. Okay, there music. you go. <laughs> <guess the> <laughs> only OnlyFans.com slash popcorn tribunal. Tony on Tyler and Tyler on Tony. Next um, on popcorn tribunal. I'll throw popcorn at them while they fornicate. <laughs> And then we'll talk about Martin. We Shorts film it in black and white and release it to Sundance and get a standing ovation. <laughs> now that's a comeback story. That is, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so, nope. I like the idea mm -hmm. of coming up with movies for yourself. We've been friends now for almost five years. Mm -hmm. 
and I think it'd be fun because next I, month, five years, we have very. I feel like we have very strong belief systems of the kind of movies that we think each other would like. Sure. Which are very different. Okay. So I think I'll pick movies that kind of describe you. And we don't tell each other? Correct. Until... Yeah. Until, okay. we, until we do the episode. Deal. What if, we have, what if you haven't seen them? But I think you and I should get together and do Producer Chris. Well, okay. I'll try my best. <laughs> might be a little <laughs> sore Maybe. tomorrow, but... Um, and pick pick Pop, the movies. That we'll just call it Popcorn Tribunal. Does each other pick movies that fit producer Chris? So let's, okay, yeah, I think we do that. Well, so maybe we'll do four for four for me, four for you, four for you, and then two and two for him. Well, I think we can collaborate on him. We'll talk about it later. But showgirls, we're done. <laughs> Yikes! Um, <laughs> it's always sunny. The movie. As it I happened. would we wish <laughs> Disney get on that shit and we'll forgive everything. Um, but then another thing that we kind of came up with today that I think would be a great idea is <laughs> we that I came up with today. <laughs> of course, I think it's a great idea. Um, is movies that were announced mm-hmm. or expected, like we just did with Blancamp, or even filmed. That oh, that's n- true. That never came out. What about movies that were filmed and then completely refilmed? Solo. Eh, we can we can do honorable Justice mentions. League. Honorable <laughs> mentions. Um, but I think that'd be interesting because there's a lot of movies that um, were announced or were expected that were never. Kubrick tried to make some that didn't happen sure. before he died. There's all sorts of things we could talk about. Sure. We never got the end of the Divergent series. You know things. And like we that. never will. Yeah. So I think that. Oh, speaking of which. I was looking at Shane Carew's... Uh uh-huh. Yes, he, he was on the He was a consultant on one of for them. Allegiant. Is that the second one? Uh, that's the first half of the one that was never released. That's the weirdest thing. Why him for that? I don't know. Was there time travel in it? I assume there is. No. <laughs> the, what no. the hell? There was not. <laughs> do, you, do you think the guy only knows time travel? He well, was a developer. The I only, mean, oh, that's true. But I mean, that's the only reason Brian. But he was Johnson also a writer and a director. So yeah, no, for sure. And he does his own music. Yeah, of course, he did compose. Which, by the way, was probably the one thing that I hated. The cheesy little piano score. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. He had never written, directed, or composed anything before oh, that and movie, just, and you can tell with some of it, like, yeah, the, the, score like the music. Was, the score was interesting, for sure. He tried to be John Carpenter, yeah. where you probably just paid the piano while he was watching the movie, and it just didn't work. That's funny. Or Jack Black from The Holiday. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Jack Black yeah. from, the, from, from yes. the film The Holiday. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we have a or couple Queen great Latifah episodes coming out. Last will, holiday. These will be fun. Or last holiday. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think that's a, that's a good time travel discussion. Chris, speaking of time travel, I think we're nearing the end of our time here. So, this has been my time tribunal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, then, now would be the perfect time to mention CoffeeDudesCoffee.com. CoffeeDudesCoffee.com. Um, sounds like a shame. Sounds sounds like, like a shameless. Shame. Sounds like a shameless promotion, but um, it is, our producer does the best work for Do- very little to no he pay. He is the bomb, and we appreciate him. So we want to support his business. If you mm-hmm. order now, I'll wash my hands before I package it. What is that about your? His package? beans won't touch your his beans. beans. Won't touch your beans this week yeah. only. CoffeeDudes.com. Enter code no balls, please. I'm running a special. (laughs) Enter code no balls for 0% off. I just want to see you. But 100% balls. I I just want to see a code in the order that says no balls. I think that'd be really funny. 
There's no chaff on my beans. So coffeedudescoffee.com. <laughs> Check coffee it out. He's got some good fresh roasts up there. He does all of the roasting himself. He's mm-hmm. really proud of the product that he sells, and we're really proud of him. Um, and his products. Aww. Follow us on the Instagram and the Twitters yes. at Popcorn Tribunal. Don't you dare say it. Dot gov. Still not giving <laughs> you a reach around, Tony. Uh, and then you can definitely check out some written reviews by both Tyler and I on popcorntribunal.com. Uh, I missed it. <laughs> that was an awkward moan, dude. Oh! <laughs> yes, please stop it. Uh, onlyfans.com slash popcorntribunal. Just kidding. Um, it's so. Tony watching tomorrow or on repeat. <laughs> you know, I had a thought. I want to know your thoughts on this. Okay. There's no audio only OnlyFans. <laughs> For the ASMR crowd? Yeah. How great would it be to record sex noises and then just put it up on OnlyFans and people can buy your sex noises? You don't have to put pictures of your ass on screen. Just sounds of your ass. It's just sounds. That's but here's icky. the thought. If I'll you just go make to some TikTok, casserole and run my fingers through it. All of our kids have learned how to moan from TikTok. So they all do this little moan thing. <laughs> would it be weird if we let the kids do the moaning and then solve it? Yes, that would be weird. Might... Possibly illegal. I don't want that What a CPS weird court case that would be. <laughs> I don't think it would be illegal because it's just audio. But anyways, yeah, you can cut all that out. <laughs> oh, this is all staying in? Yeah, no. <laughs> You're, You're staying on the list. Was that the original <laughs> Epstein defense? Staying <laughs> on a list. I was never on said list. Uh, I've seen you on Twitter. You're on a list. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> If by the list you mean best Twitter accounts to follow at popcorntribunal.com. Stop it with the dot com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You kept pointing to me and I missed it, so okay. I had to take my That's chance. Right. Um, be sure to visit libertyuniversity.edu. <laughs> Everybody have a great night. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Baby, you're like lightning in a bottle.